Welcome to the Royal Tax Podcast with your hosts, Megan Templeton, Royal Legal Solutions Consulting Attorney, and Royal Legal Solutions CPA, MBA, and CFO, Pete Shindley. Each week, they talk about how to take your tax and financial strategy to the next level and learn how to build and scale your real estate investing business in a way that maximizes your returns and minimizes your taxes. This is for informational use only. For direct questions, please contact us or your local tax CPA accountant. Uh, so I see we've got some familiar faces. So, you know, we'll keep it kind of light and easy this morning. So what I'd like to do is kind of go through our typical format, but we'll do it in kind of a more informal way. Um, so for those of you who are listening online, um, and then for those of you who are joining now, I do want to make everybody aware this is being recorded. Um, we do record these sessions because they are available for you afterwards on our Wistia channel for you to be able to review yourself and also share with your network. Um, so if you have any anonymity concerns on that, feel free to change your name. You can do so by hitting the three dots in the upper right-hand corner of your screen. So the format for today is going to look like we're going to do um, a quick little breakout here in just a moment. That breakout is going to be really an introductory session and, and a, uh, really just a place for you guys to connect with each other as investors and start floating around the topic that is uh, we're going to talk about today. After that breakout session, we'll come back, we'll do a brief recap, and then we'll move into our presentation the day that Pete's got for us. And then we'll do a breakout on the end that will give you guys an opportunity to discuss about some of the valuable lessons you came out of today or questions you may have. And then we'll have a Q&A portion there at the end for us. Um, so as we go into these breakouts here in a moment, um, one thing I want you guys to keep in mind is, as you know, if you've been with us before, we do ask that you have a speaker on the back end of that breakout group, just someone who can give us a one to two minute recap of what you talked about in any comments and themes that may have come up for you. Um, so as you guys are going through your group, if you will identify someone who can play that role for us, like I said, it's very easy, low impact, just quickly. Our group talked about how we're all involved in active um, investing or something like that. So with that being said, Pete, will you go ahead and introduce our topic for us today? Yeah, thanks, Megan. Um, today's topic, we're going to talk about uh, active income and passive income, kind of highlight the differences between them and then how to maybe get the passive into active or vice versa, depending on your tax situation. So um, today we're just gonna talk about kind of the differences between what active income is and passive income. Um, I believe everyone on this call at some point in time probably has had both. So we'll uh, go to the next slide and kind of just focus on what active income is. So active income in essence is when an individual is getting paid to complete a task. So most of the instances for active income would be if you worked a W-2 job, if you were a contractor and you received a 1099, you know, the work comes under you doing an activity. So you're getting compensation for performing a task based on your skill set. All right, the pros of active income. Uh, you get monthly income, bi-weekly income, weekly income, depending on how your company pays. Obviously, you got to be employed to receive that or have a company in good financial standing, but most of the time you are getting paid regularly, so you don't have that mental stress of where's my next paycheck coming for the most part. Um, when you are working a W-2 or even a 1099 job, you, based on your skill sets, you can get promotions, you can increase your fees, you can get general wage adjustments. So, you know, that's another pro, just kind of mental clarity and ease by knowing you have that check coming every week, bi-weekly or month. Um, 
If it's active income, you can invest in your company's 401k. If you're a sole proprietor, you can invest in your solo 401k. Um, your active income also, due to the fact that you have to pay employment taxes, that will be used to help determine your social security benefit. So depending on your age bracket, when you get older, you'll get social security. Um, if you're older than myself, you're more likely to get it. If you're younger than me, you, you may not get the social security or the whole amount that's been guaranteed. So those are some pros of um, having active income. Um, going down to some negatives. Um, this just be maybe me being kind of facetious, but you know, for active income, you're working eight, 10 hours a day, at least Monday through Friday, sometimes weekends. Um, you're working for someone else mostly. Um, your responsibilities, if you are performing well, they do get higher, you do get more responsibilities, which is great, but then your work-life balance kind of gets out of whack. Um, pay may not match the job duties you're doing. You may not be get, getting compensated fairly for what you are working for, or you may be getting more work, more hours dumped on you, and you may not be getting any general wage, adjust, wage adjustments or promotions. Um, if you got a W-2 job at a big corporation, there's office politics that you got to put up and the headaches there. Um, the run faster than others to get promotions, in essence, it's just kind of, you got to work more, you got to put more hours in, you got to complete the work faster. So you're, you're kind of the front in the line for a promotion. Um, as kind of briefly touched on, if your company isn't doing well financially, there may not be the job there. Um, they may have to downsize, they may shut down. Um, a lot of people saw that during COVID. Um, restaurants cut back on hours or just close entirely, or even small businesses that would supply those restaurants were running into cutbacks or out of business. So then also the other con about active income is that employment taxes. So if you're W-2 wage, you know, you're still paying your portion of social security, Medicare, SUDA and FUDA. But if you're self-employed, you know, you're paying both the employee and the employer portion, which is about that 15.3%. So you are getting taxed more on your money that you're being a paid a fair and reasonable wage to provide services for. Want more information? Join our community groups that exist to provide a space for like-minded people on a similar journey to learn, share, and network with real estate investing professionals and entrepreneurs. We meet weekly for an hour in Zoom to offer knowledge and accountability. Be sure to grab the link in our show notes. The opposite of that is passive income. And, you know, I've got it saying requires little effort to no effort to earn and maintain after setup. Um, what's nice about passive income is you can also do that as long with your active income. So... I know getting the passive income to start with is a lot of work, but once it's going, you kind of have, you don't have to put in those 40 to 50, 60 hours of work weeks most of the time. Um, so some pros of active or passive income, <clears throat> um, you can be your own boss for the most part. You know, you have the flexibility. If you want to go on a vacation this week, you can do that and work remotely. If you don't want to have to do something, you can just go golf instead. <laughs> um, another one is, and I know Scott Smith's mentioned this a lot, is it creates a network and you can help meet various kinds of people. 
So, you know, the bigger and better network you have usually increases your net worth, which increases your passive income. So um, I would also argue networking does help an active income as well. But for passive income, I think you get higher benefits because, you know, the bottom line goes into your pocket. Um, once you have it set up, it does need very little effort. Um, as mentioned earlier, you can do this alongside with active income if you choose. So that's what property rentals are great for is you buy properties, you pay a management fee and then just collect the monthly checks. Um, by having your own flexibility, you are able to have some spare time with not having to work those 40 to 60 hours to learn new skills. You know, those new skills could be going back to school and getting a degree to teach. It could just be going to learn how to surf. It can be learning to fish, rafting, or whatever. You know, it gives you that free time to learn new skills. Kind of brings your work-life balance back together. Um, passive income, as I'm sure a lot of you are seeing, it can bring more in earnings than your active income. Um, a lot of the time, it's people work their active income to build their passive income so they can leave their active income. And that's kind of that financial freedom calculator and number that we, we try to help clients get to. And one of the biggest proponents on passive income is you don't have that employment tax. So you're not having to pay that 15.3% on every dollar you earn because you're not actively earning it. So there's no employment taxes on it. So right there, you're depending on what type of job you have, you're saving anywhere from 7.65 to 13, 15 point, uh, sorry. 7.65 to 15.3% in taxes. Um, there is some negatives though to passive income as, as when we do our breakout here after this, um, hopefully you guys can share some pros and cons to this and add some more detail. Um, you kind of have to select the correct me income method. So let's say you want to partner in a business, but you want to be hands off and not run it and just collect your share of the profits. Well, make sure you invest in the right business because that business goes under, you're not gonna have profits and you could lose your investment that you put into it. Same going with when it comes time to buy a real estate property, you know, you wanna do your due diligence to make sure it's gonna pay you the amount of money that you need in passive income, or if it's bought for other business needs that it does do that. Um, the earnings and growth from your passive income investments may be slow, they may not be to the timeline you need, which can create stress. <laughs> um, you know, you might have more stress now knowing that that steady income you're getting from active income isn't being met by that passive income. So again, just make sure that you kind of set level, set your expectations. Um, one way to grow passive income is to grow your organic traffic, to grow your network, to get creative, to get people to notice you um to build the network to get friends and then look and leverage that into other business opportunities to where you may not have to outlay as much capital but still get a decent passive income from it um, if you're not hitting your targets or the the income that you've set for yourself you know you mentally might start getting down to yourself or beating yourself up so again, you know, slow growth can affect you mentally. Um, you gotta be persistent about it. Um, you can't just throw money at a property and realize, think you're gonna get money. 
you are going to have to do some work for it. Not a lot of work, but some work. And you just got to kind of show up every day and be determined to grow your passive income. Um, and I'm sure with COVID, a lot of you saw the steady growth in income is not assured. Um, some may have experienced some downturn in rents or even some properties. So, you know, passive income, there's a little more, I'd say, of a roller coaster, but if you invest it right, it can be pretty flat and more stable than an active W-2 job. So that was kind of the short presentation on the difference between passive income and active income. And everyone here has kind of real estate investors, you can kind of straddle back and forth when you do your rental activities between passive income and active income. So one of the biggest ways to do that is by claiming that real estate professional designation. So if you're a real estate professional, this passive income or loss can then be put against active income or losses. So that's a that's a pretty big tool you guys have to use to determine what category your income goes into. So usually the progression I've seen is people go from active to passive. Um, when we do our breakouts, if you guys could share your experiences with the group, if you feel comfortable, that'd be great. Or what stage are you in? Are you entirely active? Are you active and passive? Or are you now passive income as well? and just kind of share your lessons learned from that. Thank you for listening to the show today. If you're feeling overwhelmed with taxes as they relate to your real estate business and investments, or you're unsure if you're doing your accounting correctly, fill out our five-minute quiz. With the information from this quiz, you'll schedule a meeting with a Royal Legal Solutions advisor who will provide you with powerful tax-saving strategies on your first call go to www.royallegalsolutions.com slash tax to fill it out.